Hey, Marshall. Hey, Elizabeth. Do you want to talk about Lost? I do. Great. This is Jungle Mystery, and that's what we do here. This is season three, episode three, further instructions. Further instructions. Do you remember that you guessed it was going to be Locke? I thought I did, but I was unsure. You were correct. Yes. Yay. Further instructions. It is a good one, I think. I thought so too. Another hotly contested episode. It was definitely on the weirder side of on episodes. On the weird side. Yeah, a lot of people were like, what? the fuck (laughs) also i can't i can't fathom this i think it's yet again another example of like coming into the show not knowing what to expect if you come into the show not expecting it to be like a slow burn when it comes to answers then i guess i could see this point of view but i'll never understand it a lot of people at this point were like burned out with Locke. they were like sick of learning more about him because every time we see an episode with him we don't find out how he got paralyzed and i guess that's all anybody cared about so a lot of people were complaining, like, oh, it's another Locke episode and we still don't know. And I'm just like, L- patience, people. <laughs> I mean, this is definitely, even by today's standards, a unique show. Yeah. So I could see, like, if you are coming from other serialized television and, and watching this, this is really weird It is, unusual. yeah, yeah, it's very unusual for a show to have so many threads and so many main characters where you could learn something at the beginning of season one and then not hear anything else about it until like season three you just have to wait (laughs) wait for it it's worth it so a lot of people a lot of people were like at this point the way that he gets paralyzed better be like fucking buck wild or it's not gonna be worth it because we're having to wait so long and i'll tell you it is it is it's pretty buck wild (laughs) did people like watch the first two seasons and then this is i don't know like there was a just at least from what i'm seeing on the old forums and whatnot and old reviews people are now i will say as much as i love all the on island stuff this episode and the mysticism and everything the flashbacks are kind of out of left field uh yes so i get it like this is a very weird part of Locke's backstory and it feels very out of place it like i had to really sit and think when is this happening where in his life story is this occurring this would be right after helen leaves him like this is right but it it took me like oh yeah two flashbacks when the fuck did he have time to join a commune (laughs) yes yeah yeah it's wild so anyway let's uh let's let's buckle in we'll start with these weird ass flashbacks first we see a younger looking lock kind of convincingly younger looking yeah i guess because he's always been mostly bald so no bad wigs to mess around with that's true yeah but he picks up a hitchhiker they get pulled over, and you've, he's got a bunch of guns in the back of his truck. But he's got paperwork for all of it. The cop is like, well, I could, I could still arrest you for having a hitchhiker. The guy, Eddie, says that Locke is his uncle. And so they get away with it. Yeah, there was a California plate on the truck. Yeah, it's not, California. It wasn't, it's not actually illegal in California to pick up hitchhikers. No, but also, like, can you have that many guns in California? <laughs> Oh. It's like, I mean, this was a while ago, so maybe. Yeah. But it was it was funny, just like, also driving around with him in the, be- the bed of a truck covered in a tarp was pouring down rain. This yeah. is all very strange. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was joking at first. He was like, I got guns and groceries. Yeah. I was like, oh, haha, lock, so Hard quaint. Yeah. Yeah. Nope, he actually had a shit ton of guns. When he first picked that guy up, because 
uh, we do the we do the flashbacks first, but like the flashbacks happen obviously interspersed within the show. And when it when it first flashed to that, we had just left a scene with Charlie, and a guy looked like Charlie through <laughs> the, the water covered windows. Yeah, and I was like, hold on a second. No, it's just another punk looking guy with even linked hair on face and head and weird piercings. Do you do you recognize him? Is he like from a boy band or something? No. So he he was Goku in the shitty live action <laughs> Dragon Ball. <laughs> what the fuck? Movie? No. Yeah, he was Goku. He's been in a lot of other stuff, too, like good stuff. Too. He's in Shameless. He was live action Goku. He was live action Goku. Yeah. What in the hell? No Just, wonder that movie Justin sucked. Chatwin. <laughs> he looks like a like a reject in sync member. He kind of does, yeah. But this was also two thousand six, so you know, a lot of people look like reject in sync members at the time. Yeah, that's fair. I think it probably maybe he was attractive for the year. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't find him very attractive. Sorry, sorry, man. So anyway, he uh, Locke takes Eddie to his fucking commune. Yeah. <laughs> he shows them around. He shows them the sweat lodge. He says they use it to find out if you're a farmer or a hunter. They sit down at this family dinner. You know, the, uh, what are their names? Shit. Mike and Kim. Mike and Jan. Mike, Mike and Jan. And, Mike and Jan say Locke's a very special, or they say John's a very special guy, and you see him light up, and it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> this this poor guy is just so susceptible. As they say later in the episode, he's yes. susceptible to coercion. <laughs> this poor, weak-willed little man. So he says grace before dinner, and he is thankful for his new family. It's a lot better than his old one. It's like, oh, God, what a sad sack. Yeah, he's a sad sack in this episode. <sighs> Later on, he's walking with Eddie. Eddie's been there for a while now. He makes a joke about this younger girl who he's trying to, like, be a wingman for Locke. Yeah, he says everyone here is looking for a yeah, daddy. Everyone's What she really wants is a daddy like everyone else here, and you should take advantage of that. Oh, boy. <laughs> And he says, that's not funny, Eddie. <laughs> that's not funny, Eddie. Eddie wants to know what's going on in the greenhouse. He says he wants in on whatever they're trying to blow up. Because <laughs> all the fertilizer. That's... Which is like, if it's not obvious at this point that he's a cop, but whatever. So Locke goes to talk to Mike and Jan about about showing Eddie the greenhouse. And they are stashing a bunch of papers and money and weed. And they're not very nice to John anymore. <laughs> No, because apparently John brought a cop in. Yeah, your your friend's a cop. You got him fresh out of the academy, and he was waiting for you specifically, John. He says it's not too late to fix this, so his master plan is to kill Eddie, as if Locke, as if this Locke would be capable of that. Yeah, I was like, oh man, is he? Are we gonna see like a turn here or something? Yeah, it was. I was disappointed. We could, yeah, was... we could have, uh, but yeah, because he did not want to lose his family. I was like, "Come on, Locke, shoot this fucking guy!" But we know that his the change in him definitely did not happen until the island, right? The very first episode we see of him is right before the plane crash, and he's still just a wimpy little guy. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, just he's a, a peon. Yeah, Locke takes Eddie hunting again with the handing him a gun that's not loaded. Yeah, nobody checks the guns in the show. <laughs> A cop, especially. Yeah. Um, Nobody checks their gun. I mean, it's just incredible. <laughs> he says, did you know it would be me in the truck? Did they choose me? Eddie says, yeah, they chose you because you hadn't been here long. You don't have a criminal record. And the psych profile said you would be amenable for coercion. Yep. That means you're a bitch. <laughs> yeah, you're a little means. bitch. 
You're a little bitch. He says, I know you're not going to shoot me because you're not a murderer. You're a good man. He says, you're a farmer. And he says, nope, nope, no, I'm not. I'm a hunter. I'm a hunter. And then Eddie walks away. And Locke doesn't shoot him. (sighs) There was actually a deleted scene. There was one more flashback where Locke tries to go back to the commune. And he sees there's cops everywhere raiding it. And Eddie, like, kind of looks over to the trees and it looks like he sees Locke, but then kind of intentionally doesn't notice him so that Locke can get away. Didn't leave that in. But yeah, those are the weird... <laughs> I I don't disagree with the criticisms of, like, this part of his backstory. Everything leading up to this, it doesn't fit in. And honestly, the more that we continue to piece together of his backstory, it doesn't really fit in. With his character it was very all. weird. It was all purely for the sweat lodge setup, right? Yeah. That's kind of what it feels like. Well, I also felt like it was kind of related to... And the, and the cleaning up your own messes thing. Like, the, the, the theme of the episode, sure, it fit narratively for this episode specifically. But with his whole character arc, it doesn't really fit. Also the concept of, like how the island deserved a sacrifice and that time he did like he actually made the sacrifice whereas for his family previously he didn't do it so maybe that was like something that popped up to him yeah him not wanting Boone, to where he, like, lose his family he's again. like okay i've got you know i fucked up the first time now I, i've gotta kill this fresh-faced boy for the <laughs> good i don't know i don't know about that to make a virginal sacrifice i, I don't think <laughs> I don't know about no, that. No, I, I know. I'm being facetious. He oh. definitely... We know he's not because he fucked his sister. What? Oh. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean, what? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> when you said he... Where have you been? <laughs> when you said he, he, I thought you meant Locke. And I was like, wait, whoa, whoa. Who's... No, what? no Boone. I know he's not a virgin because he... Yes. Yeah. No, anyway. Stepsister, technically. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, was... That makes it... That was a wild... Totally fine. 60 seconds of conversation there. Um... <laughs> That never happens here. <laughs> so anyway, whew, that was uh, that was the flashbacks. I feel like not a whole lot to say about them. No, it's just, just weird. Just weird. Just weird. I guess Locke grew some weed for a while. There were a lot of like, lo- like uh, you could tell it his whole character trait of just being vague and enjoying it, <laughs> like started before he got to the island because yeah. yeah. He's yeah, like, seriously, what, what, that's a like hunter or a farmer. What are you, John? And John just has this big old shitty grin on his face. Yeah, exactly. It just—it's so weird. It's like this. This episode existed to explain a couple of very specific little nuggets, but it didn't. He could have just like read about sweat lodges. <laughs> we didn't need this whole weird thing to have an excuse for him to make a sweat lodge. I don't know. It was just weird. Yeah, it was a it was a lot to set up that specific thing. Yeah, but that's fine if the flashbacks aren't great. Because holy shit, the rest of this episode is pretty great. In the grand scheme of Lost, it, they weren't the worst. So yeah, 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 we've definitely seen worse, and we'll see. Uh, we'll see worse. <laughs> <laughs> so our opening scene: Locke wakes up in the jungle, and it feels very reminiscent of the pilot episode. Of, like, that first oh, shot of Well, because it also opens on the eye. Well, right. We've had almost all the episodes open on an eye. Specifically, like, that shot of him laying on his back in the jungle, looking all confused, looking around. Bloody. Yeah, bloodied. 
in the pilot episode, Jack looks around and sees Vincent running around. In this one, we look and we see a naked Desmond. Fucking naked Desmond! <laughs> that was... <laughs> that was incredible. Amazing. So... What 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 is your initial impression of this? Like, can we talk about how buck wild it is that the hatch imploded and Echo, Locke, and Desmond are just like okay? I don't know what to make of any of that. Yeah. <clears throat> so Charlie had already left, right? The hatch with the explosion and all that stuff. Because he helped Echo, didn't he? Yeah. So Charlie he helped Echo find the he helped uh, Echo TNT. find the dynamite. The the, the and yeah. then he set it up, but then I guess he left at some point. Yeah, I, I don't think that Charlie was in there when it happened. Right, because he it, left. He like made sure that Echo was okay, and then he left. I think. Yeah. So when the thi- when the thing imploded, the last thing we saw was Desmond turn the key, and then Locke was making eye contact with Echo and saying, "I was wrong," and that's the last we see of them before the purple sky and the the great enchanting. Yeah. Okay. Um. <clears throat> I don't know what to make of it. I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's definitely important that like each one of them has a different outcome. Yeah, they so they each have a different outcome, and and obviously we'll we'll talk about Desmond later. But yeah, Locke has basically superficial wounds considering what must have happened in there. Echo obviously is more fucked up, but it's but unc- that's like it's, the it's the unclear. Bear. Yeah, it's unclear how much is the polar bear and how like what he looked like before the polar bear got to him. Desmond seems completely unscathed and also yep. naked. Yep, his uh his armor took the brunt. It's a, it's a lot. So, yeah, Locke can't speak and the last that the the end of that first scene, he looks up and uh Echo's Jesus stick falls on him from out of a tree. Yeah, and then he, the verse on the stick says, like, lift your eyes up and lift, see. Lift your eyes and look north. Okay. Is that what it says exactly? I didn't pause it, but I got at least lift your eyes and look. Yeah, lift your eyes and look to the north. That will come back around. I'm sure. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's all clearly, like, this is all very specific. Yeah. I mean, this there's there's no, like, there's no fucking ambiguity about the fact that this is... Something does this intentionally. Right, right. To them. Yeah. Right? There's no reason they would have survived. They find the hatch later, or what's left of it. Exactly. Yeah, there's big, no way they would have survived that. But they did. It looks did. like a big metal sarlacc pit. Yep, they did. And each one of them has a different experience yep. with it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, is there something that I'm supposed to think of in terms of, like, that's supposed to stand out specifically related to their characters about the fate that they had? Like, Locke had his voice taken away. That's... I guess significant. Yeah. Was that just to set up the thing where it's like you'll get your voice back when you have something? When you have something, to say? yeah, yeah. I think we can trust that you know him speaking to Boone was basically him speaking to the island, right? Yeah. You'll you'll speak when you have something important to say or have something worth saying. But yeah, as far as uh, Desmond and Echo, can't really say the significance yet but we you know we'll we'll dive more into what happened to them specifically um in their own episodes okay so yeah Locke goes to start building a sweat lodge <laughs> claire uh charlie and claire are together and claire sees him and says that charlie needs to go check on him and figure out what the fuck he's doing and i just wanted to point out claire's shirt in this scene is like so 2004 <laughs> 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 it cracks me also her hairstyle like it's like a layered, it's like a, a, a open 
short sleeve shirt, like a little V-neck short sleeve shirt with a little lacy like camisole under it. Like, do you yeah. know how many clones of that outfit I had <laughs> in the 2000s? <laughs> Just beautiful, beautifully done. Oh man, not 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 that they had to like. I mean, this show came out in the two thousands, but it's just so funny to me when I see an old. Well, there's artifacts. Of, yeah, yeah. It's of, like, man, of when it came out. That is how we sure. used to dress, isn't it? Yeah. Wild. I was very excited to get your like. Uh, this episode is one where I really wish I could have been like a fly on the wall while you were watching, or or, or I guess that we could have watched it together. There was a lot of eh. This scene, well, the scene where you realize what Locke is trying to say, that he's saying, I need to speak to the island. Did that yeah. fuck you up? <laughs> uh, it was it was a great reveal. Oh, I was like, so oh. good, yeah. So Charlie's, like, heckling Locke, or trying to heckle Locke. Because at first I thought he was like, I need to speak to the people or whatever. So he's right. like, wants to finish the church and make a pulpit or something. But then he... He, he does the circle. Yeah, uh, yeah. The and sand he, and the trees. he makes a connection and he points at him, it's like, oh, shit. Yes. Oh, God. So good. So good. So, yeah, he can't speak and he needs to speak to the island. So he's going to build a sweat lodge and he needs Charlie to stand guard and make sure that he's okay. Charlie reminds him that he detests him. Yeah. But then he, he agrees to do it anyway because he's a good guy. <laughs> it's always Charlie that he, it's like, oh, we need somebody to build something. Yeah. Why is it always Charlie? Charlie's the lackey. <laughs> it's like, I mean, because Boone's dead, so now it becomes yeah. Charlie. Yeah, poor guy. The, the, it's always the the twinks that get <laughs> assigned the building duty. Oh, God. Yeah, that, I, uh, not that I, I don't, I'm not complaining, I just find it funny. I right. love Charlie's interactions with Locke in this, because uh, he's such a dickhead to Locke, and well-earned. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's it's just very funny especially this next scene when he realizes what Locke is doing and he just like revels in it he says and he's like wait i'm sorry you're gonna take drugs i thought we had a very zero tolerance, yeah, zero tolerance policy, policy on drugs he said, i wouldn't want you to have to start punching yourself punching in the yourself face. in the face <laughs> oh man oh charlie is so good so good and then shit gets real so Locke yeah so he does he eat the same stuff that he gave Boone? Yes. Yeah, it's the same okay. stuff that he gave Boone. Do we ever learn what that is? No, it's just some weird shit that I guess he learned how to make in this commune. I don't know. It seems like it's ayahuasca or something. Like a kid. Yeah, they, that. They, like, they don't ever actually. Super intense yeah. hallucinations. Yeah. Uh, something with DMT in it. But this definitely seems to be more than a hallucination because Locke, a lot of the things that we see here are things that Locke has no way of knowing. I don't know if you noticed that. So he gets high. Boone appears to him. Locke is, you know, without being able to speak, he's trying to apologize to Boone. And Boone says, oh, that's okay. I was a sacrifice the island demanded. Oh, yeah. And he says, uh, you'll speak when you have something worth saying. I'm going to help you find your way again so you can bring the family back together. So, you know, Locke can't use his legs all of a sudden um he has to ride in a wheelchair and we shift to the airport and boone is pushing him through the airport so this whole sequence is wild um, yes it is did you i don't know if you put this together watching it because it's so like intentionally jarring but he is seeing everyone as they are right now like the groupings that they're in right now, which oh. he has no way of knowing. So Saeed, Jen, and Son are together. Oh shit! I did not pick up on that. Yeah. Fuck. So let's see. I wrote it all down. So so they go through the airport. 
he says, someone in this airport is in serious danger. You're the only one who can save them. So he sees Claire and Charlie are together with Aaron and they look really happy. He says they'll be fine for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Hurley is on his own. So we know that currently Hurley is trekking through the jungle back from the others, right? He's alone right now. Yes, and he's running the ticket counter. Yeah. <laughs> which it, it plays into the fact that I know that, that her, there's so much more about Hurley's character that we don't know yet. Yeah. But the fact that he's, like, selling the tickets seems intentional. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, it's it's he didn't, like, send anybody here, it doesn't seem like. But well, it's like well, he... he's typing in the numbers in the computer. Hurley, remember, thinks that this is all his fault. He thinks that the plane crash is his fault. Oh, uh, Because yeah, he's so true. deeply tied. Remember, he is more deeply tied to the numbers than anyone else on this show. Right. He had he used the entire sequence to win the lottery. So that I think he he like at the very least he like facilitated this. Yeah, somehow. Yeah, yeah. Um, at least he thinks so, right? Because of all of his bad luck. Um, so Saeed, Jen, and Son are together. Boone says, "I think Saeed's got this," which is kind of a little tongue-in-cheek reference to his failed plan with yeah. the others, right? Um, and then. We see Jack, Kate, and Sawyer in the TSA line. Kate and Sawyer are together, looking all coupley, and Jack is on his own in front of them, and being and he's wanded, wanded by, by Billy Gill. <laughs> by Billy Gill, yeah. So all what's of this his, shit. Wait, what's his actual uh, Linus? Benjamin Linus. Yeah. Benjamin Linus. Benjamin Linus. Um, very close to Billy Gill, to be honest. <laughs> he would. Yeah, it is. Billy Gill, frighteningly. Um, uh, he would be a TSA agent. Oh, for sure. I'm surprised he wasn't groping him. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, all of these... Locke doesn't know where anyone is right now. Oh, also, we see Desmond on his own. Yes. Which he currently is, wandering in He's the jungle. He's a flight attendant. Or a crew well, member. Uh, I think a pilot is what he was supposed to be. Okay. With a, a crew bunch member of... of some kind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which also makes sense. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, this, this whole airport sequence seems to be more than just drug-induced hallucination because no it's definitely more than that he has no way of knowing any of this stuff he has to climb out of his wheelchair and like pull himself up up the escalator escalator. and while he's dragging himself up the escalator you can hear the smoke monster noise yes okay i thought it sounded weird yeah and then when he reaches the top boone is covered in blood and Locke finds the echo jesus stick also and covered in blood. Also covered in blood. And Boone says, clean it up, John. He says, they've got him. You don't have much time. And then yeah. he jumps out of the tent, chased by a polar bear. And then he stands up and says, "Is the first thing you say, I have to go rescue Mr. Echo. Uh, he says, I'm going something. to save Mr. Echo's life. Yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> what a bonkers. That was. <laughs> Just a bonkers sequence of events. Oh, God. I, I mean, the like, putting going in the wheelchair makes sense because it makes him like a a passive observer yeah like he's not able to move around he's at the whims of you know boone whatever boone is mm-hmm. also and this is tangentially related but it must have been great to like be on this sh- show and know that even if your character's killed off you're still gonna get work at some point <laughs> oh for sure yeah no one's no one's ever gone forever you no always ever to... actually gone <laughs> It's like, oh, my, they wrote me out. It's like, oh, don't worry. You'll come back. You're, there's still eight more episodes of you in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, that that was all 
I'm going to try, you know, I don't, I'll probably forget it, but each one of those things, like, besides the groupings, their position was very intentional. Yeah. And everything had this weird symmetry as well. Um, all of the women are all, of our main, of our, of our characters, not, not all the background people, but the, the female characters were all wearing black. All the men were wearing blue shirts, except oh. Desmond and Hurley were in, uh... Like, uniform. Un- yeah, airport suits or whatever the fuck. Uniforms. <laughs> airport, airport suits? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, there we go. Airport suits. <laughs> when I worked at Publix, I wore a public suit. <laughs> well, you know what I meant. If only there was a word to describe <laughs> what people wear to jobs. Oh, so, good. there we go. Weird ass. Weird, weird shit. Also, Kate was wearing some very heavy, very early 2000s makeup. Yeah, she looked kind of like she did in one of her flashback episodes when she was, like, robbing the bank or something. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like she, evanescence, almost. She looks much better on the island <laughs> without yeah. access to makeup. <laughs> so, Locke uh, is going to go off after the polar bear to, to save Echo. And, then, and, okay, this has been bothering me. I told Ricky since Ooh. yesterday this has been bothering me. He says uh, they they go off and are, are tracking tracking the polar bear Locke says he was dragged this way by the polar bear, and Charlie says, wait, I thought Sawyer killed the polar bear. And Locke goes, he killed, Sawyer killed a polar bear. Did that, is that a reference to something? Like, I feel like I've heard that before. Uh, Not polar bear, obviously, but it reminds me of, like, Jurassic Park or something. Is there a moment where there's a character who's like, oh, "Oh, we killed the something-something, and then someone's like, well, no, we killed a something i mean it definitely is, you know something, I mean? is like a, a phrase is it like a, it's just a trope before. is it just used in everything i don't know For, it, could, it, it always it stands out to i mean me. i definitely was like oh that's right yeah anyway if that moment felt to me like this sounds like such a familiar <laughs> thing and not not considering the fact that i've seen this 25 times like it feels like i've heard it somewhere else yeah i think i mean there might be a specific like a, a hallmark use of it where it right. kicked it off but right, it definitely right. seems like Something is, it's like a, a phrase that's used when they're, like, fighting a monster or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, there's another polar bear. Locke in this episode is really intent. Like, he does not want Charlie coming with him. He's really concerned about his safety. We're finally, fucking finally, getting some indication that maybe Locke... And, I mean, I, obviously, well before now, he started to express regret for what happened to Boone. But he doesn't right. want people to get hurt for him anymore and the whole the fact that boone said in his vision for so you can bring the family back together like i think Locke is coming to terms with the fact that he just did something really stupid and he almost got everybody killed and maybe he does view this group of survivors as his family and like he does actually care about them uh, it's, yeah, I mean, it's just it, interesting it, and this is it, one of the first times that we really see that potentially he does actually care about other people i mean if anything he's gonna you know like kind of reset his priorities it's what just happened in the hatch yeah um like he was wrong and a big catastrophic thing happened right uh and i could see that like yeah because you know boone doesn't say to him like oh we're gonna he, he says i'm gonna help you find your way again but he doesn't say anything about Locke, like being special or finding his destiny or whatever he says so you can bring the family back together right so yeah i just i think that's interesting and something that we haven't really seen from his character before no it definitely seems like his he's like had a 
baptism by fire moment. Yeah, and it, it makes sense that this would be a driving force for him because clearly before the island, all he cared about was finding a family, right? Yeah. And now he finally has found one, potentially, but he's been so caught up in his destiny that he's been sacrificing them for the island and not giving a fuck about them and now he almost got everybody killed and he's like oh my god <laughs> let's dial it back <laughs> let's clean up my mess yeah so they find the imploded hatch and charlie's like holy shit how did you survive that um they hear the polar bear lock throws his knife oh god and it almost kills hurley yeah <laughs> Out of the fucking blue. I thought it was gonna... My first thought was, oh my god, he just killed Echo. Oh god, like, no! So much for like, cleaning oh. up your mess. <laughs> I know. But uh, the fact that it was Hurley, I was like, Jesus, John! I know. Seriously. Hurley delivers the message from the others. Uh, Locke tells him to just continue to camp and tell everybody else. And Hurley's like, well, aren't you gonna like do something? And Locke says, I am doing something. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Can't you see I'm busy? Yeah. <laughs> Wandering around the jungle. <laughs> so Hurley continues on, and Charlie is still following Locke, and he's just being sarcastic as hell. Yeah. And I love him so much. He talks about watching nature documentaries on the Beeb. The Beeb. <laughs> oh, God. Um, he says, I've heard that polar bears are like the Einsteins of the bear community. Bear community. <laughs> so oh, good. man. Oh, man. Yeah, a lot of great Charlie lines this episode. So many! So many good Charlie lines in this episode. They find the bear's little little cave, little polar bear cave. Yeah. And Locke tells Charlie that he has to do this alone, and he doesn't want Charlie to get hurt, and blah blah blah. And then he covers himself in a bunch of mud, and he puts some hairspray in his pocket, and lights up a torch, and he heads into the cave. And it's all very... <laughs> Of course that works. <laughs> in this show, of course it works. Let me just walk in this cave alone with a torch. He's all like, oh, I don't want it to smell me, so let me light a torch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, obviously he needed, whatever, you know, he needed the fire, but still. It is, uh, yeah. It's just like, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, I obviously also need my suspicion of disbelief for right, this right, moment. Right, right, right. Man, and this whole, it's a hot mess of, it's a hot mess of crap, this whole sequence. The, yeah. The bear. <laughs> the bear and the dragon echo through. I mean, it's almost comical. It definitely, like, yeah, it, it was not as maybe heavy as it was supposed to be. No, and I mean, it, it can't be. I mean, just watching a show, you know, from this era, from the, we haven't quite figured out CGI era. Yeah. Oh, God, you just can't. <laughs> it's unwatchable. <laughs> It's just still so obviously CGI. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it was, I guess, a little better than before, but it was still, like, jarring. Yeah. There's a brief scene where Hurley comes across naked Desmond. Uh, a great scene. Oh, so good. And he, he asks him for some clothes, and Hurley says, so, like, the hatch blew off your underwear? <laughs> Desmond's like, listen, man, I don't know. <laughs> Do you want to have an extended conversation about this yeah. right now? Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I love the the image of Desmond like frolicking through the jungle like a like a, <laughs> a like a a, a a babe like a you know, babe in the woods or something just like oh. it's also a nice little reminder that like there's a lot of really attractive men on this show. <laughs> now we got another one. 
Right um, so yeah, we, we have that little scene with Hurley, and then uh, Locke in the bear cave sees the bad CGI bear. We see skeletons with Dharma Initiative jumpsuits on, and a and Tonka a, truck, and a, yeah, a toy dump truck. Ooh, that's I don't like that. Um, we see Echo getting dragged away by the bear. Locke uses his hairspray to fight Burns off the bear's face, fight off the bear, uh, and he rescues Echo. And I guess that's the end of that. Um, that was weird. The polar bear <laughs> thing is still weird. <laughs> Even though they've like explained what why they're there, it still is still weird. It still yeah. is weird. No, yeah, I it is. don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> we'll learn a little bit more, especially because they could have like made an, uh, their own creature because they CGI'd it anyways. They could have just made something up. I don't know, like a it's, what, it's like a, a mythical creature. <laughs> Yeah, why Why the fuck not? Uh, you say that like it's a dumb idea. No, you're right. It's not a dumb idea. And we will, no, we will learn more about the polar bears specifically. Okay. And why it's polar bears. Um, yeah, it, it was just, it, it was just, it was like the fucking commune scene, almost. Where it's like, you, we have to have this thing. Yeah. To accomplish this, like, object, objective of Locke cleaning up his mess, I guess. Yeah, beyond the initial reveal... That, like, holy shit, there's polar bears on this island? What? Right? Like, it was so cool and impactful in season one, the one time. But then we've now encountered polar bears a couple times, and it's just like, okay. Like, all you can focus on is how bad it looks and how corny it is. Just the idea of, like, look, I gotta fight off this bear. Yeah, I I agree. Like, we needed Echo to be in mortal peril for for Locke to clean up his mess and save him, but it did feel a little silly. Bad CGI aside, the whole thing felt a little silly. Yeah, bad CGI aside, it just kind of felt silly. Juxtaposed with like all the other super serious shit that happens, right? It's fine. It's I I expect it yeah. from the show. It's not like oh weird the show took a turn. No, that's right, how the no. show's been the whole yeah, time. Yeah, it is a it is <laughs> a fun and sometimes corny like action show above all else. Sometimes corny. Uh, listen, there's not an episode that's gone by that hasn't been corny. Okay, fine. Way. Often corny. Is that better? <laughs> Often corny. It's. And I was just talking to shout out to Taylor, uh, one of my friends that listens to the show. But I was talking to him to, earlier today about how like ridiculous shit like the Hurley Bird can be in the show, <laughs> yeah. and it still doesn't for me detract from the other serious stuff that happens. Yeah, exactly. Just because of how well done everything else is. Yeah, it's, it's such a weird dichotomy. It's just like little blips. Yeah. That, that make you just kind of like do a double take like, like wait did that uh, what was that? oh sh- sh- shitty cgi polar bear in a cave that he <laughs> yeah. defeats with a can of tresemme uh, <laughs> but i'm still super interested yep. in still what's on board. happening still, still on, on board. board we go back to desmond and hurley for a minute desmond recaps the finale for us with the failsafe key uh hurley says but you didn't implode and he says you're not gonna like turn into the hulk or something are you is that what made the blender noise and made the sky turn purple? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he says I'm, the, I'm afraid I missed that, brother. He says the whole island vibrated. And he talks about Jack, Kate, and Sawyer getting taken by the others. And Desmond says, don't worry, Locke's gonna go after them. He said so in a speech. In his speech. Yeah. And so... Hurley's like, what are you talking about? He didn't say that. And, Desmond... and he immediately like has to roll it back. Yeah, he says, oh, nope, sorry. I'm, I'm just a little confused. Sorry. So also he's like you didn't implode and he says nothing back like he has no response. Yeah, he just says no. So there's gonna be let, let me tell you, Marshall, we're gonna learn more about Desmond's prognostication. Desmond's whole situation. <laughs> okay. Were you like foaming at the mouth already just in this scene? Did you realize what was gonna happen with him uh, saying he no, said so, I did he said not. so in a speech? 
I wasn't sure what to think, but when what, it yeah. happened, I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I was I like, yes, it. this is the shit that Marshall's been waiting for. <laughs> yeah. I had to rewatch it to, like, just take everything in. Yeah, yeah. Back to Locke and Charlie. Uh, Locke tells, he finally tells Charlie about the vision. He says that he saw Boone. Charlie is heckling him a little bit more again. He says he agrees with Boone about this all being Locke's mess. He, again, recaps the finale for the audience and, and reminds us that Locke is the reason they couldn't push the button and the reason the explosion happened. Yeah. Yeah, so this is this is all on Locke, um, as we're being reminded again. <laughs> and Charlie <laughs> Charlie is enjoying it. And then Charlie goes off to get water, and Locke is sitting next to Echo, who is very unconscious, but then... All of a sudden, as he's confessing to Echo, uh, he says, I'm sorry I gave up my faith in the island. I messed up. And now our people are captured. And if I had just listened to you and kept pushing the button, I could have gone. Or if I'd let you keep pushing the button, I could have gone with them and protected them and saved them. And then Echo's eyes open and he says, you can still protect them and you can still save them. Yeah. Uh, he says, you will find them. After all, you are a hunter. <laughs> Fuck and then Charlie comes back and we see that Echo has been unconscious the whole time. Um, yeah. So it seems like maybe Locke is back in the uh, the good graces of the island. He's getting a whole lot of messages all of a sudden again. Yeah, it's further instructions. Further instructions. That's right. He's he's saved Echo and cleaned up his mess. So now he's going to be allowed to save his family. Or so we gather from this episode. Uh, and then... <laughs> at the end of the episode, Locke is giving his speech. His aforementioned speech. Yeah, he's giving his speech about how he's gonna go save everybody. Hurley is just hit by a train. He's looking at Desmond like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Desmond's just on the beach throwing rocks for some fucking reason. Did you notice anything else in this scene that stood out? Unrelated to Desmond. Uh... No. There were two random extras. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who had okay, speaking yes. lines and were given yes. given names. Nikki and Paolo. Okay, I, so I, I noticed them. I Two I really sure hot people yes. who we've never seen before, who randomly are front and center in the shot, talking a lot. This is not something that happens on this show. We have our, we have our main characters, and these are not them. <laughs> Right, I kind of thought it was like, okay, well, these are stand-ins until we get Jack and the crew back. Yeah. Or it could be a new set of others that have infiltrated. Yeah, could be. So I teased to you, I think, in the in the first episode of this season, uh, how they kind of explored some avenues in this season that the fans have been clamoring for. One of those was, what if we learned some more about some of the other like background characters who we never see and they were like oh okay is that what you want well here's nikki and paolo so we're gonna be seeing nikki gonna, and paolo we're gonna be seeing some nikki and paolo and, that's... and then as soon as jack and everyone is back in the group nikki and paolo are gonna die an unceremonious death <laughs> <laughs> and everything will be back the way it should <laughs> oh god we'll see also notable about this scene desmond is just off skipping rocks Still, in his sundress. Still no pants on. <laughs> I mean, it's a good look. He's a Scott. That's their yeah. thing. Yeah, he's he's comfortable like that. Balls out. Um, so... That's the Scottish way. So yeah, anyway, that's the weird mixed bag of an ending to the episode. We have Nikki and Paolo kind of busting in. But more importantly, Hurley got hit with a, a little deja vu. So, okay. Yeah? 
Let's talk through the options here. Talk talk to the options, Marshall. I have to be talk really to the I options. have to be really careful. So you tell me what the options are. Yeah, you can are. basically say nothing. You can <laughs> you're basically just gonna be like, Oh, it could be that. Yeah. I'll just be here going, mm-hmm, yes. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Possible. You're like a psych- psychologist who just nod at me while I tell you all the <laughs> fucking things I thought that yep. are bullshit. So <laughs> either he sees the future. Okay. Which if I really, really breathe into this whole him being a pilot thing in the flashback, pilots have, like, the flight plan. Okay. They know where the plane is going. Yeah. They, they in a sense, know the future. Okay, yeah. And it's a stretch, but... No, that's not a stretch. But maybe not for this show. Yeah. So, that's one option. Second option is, this is uh, another Desmond. Okay. Like, uh... Like, the other one was obliterated, but there's more than one for some reason that okay. I don't, that I can't articulate. Okay, like, that's fine, that's like, fine. Or that's one that shows, that, like, he's experienced this before, maybe. Right, okay, okay. Or some aspect of it. Yeah. That seems less likely. What's more likely is something to, like, he has some kind of prognostication ability, or he, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he... In the flash, when he reset the thing, he saw it. Because um, we don't have any evidence of him speaking with the island like John. Right. No, we do not. Up until this point, he was just the guy who was stuck in the hatch pushing the button and he went a little bit crazy. And then he tried to leave, couldn't leave, and is now just a drunk. Right? That's all that we know about him. Yeah. But then all of a sudden he turns the failsafe key and he's naked and unharmed and... Somehow knew that Locke was going to make that speech about saving everybody. Yeah. That's uh, all we got. And he's not even there when the speech is happening. Like, he's far away from it. Well, it's not yeah. like he It's not like he's there hearing the speech. He's, like, at the surf. Yeah, I guess you're right. He probably wouldn't have heard it. I don't know. Maybe he did. But it seemed to me to be intentional that, like, oh, he knew about it. He's not even there. Okay, yeah. He's, he's fucking off somewhere else doing what he normally does now that he's relinquished his... <laughs> uh, his duties as as button button boy <laughs> yeah um, he's just getting hammered and doing beach shit okay so, so to, to 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 recap you think either he just he has the ability to see the future or our desmond died for real this is a different desmond who has already experienced all this before may possibly okay sounds really stupid when you say it back it actually does not <laughs> Okay. <laughs> don't, Marshall, you don't sound stupid. <laughs> don't, don't give up on these threads. <laughs> so the, the thing is that we know, I mean, in theory, you can't leave the island. Right. At least not by conventional means. Right. You know, he got on the sailboat, but then he just ended up showing back up. Yeah. People have mentioned trying to leave before. We still don't know what happened to Michael and Walt. Right. Um, after taking the boat. And the fact that they just like, yeah, sure, take the boat. Yeah, it seems suspicious that they, that they yeah. so easily... Real fishy. Right, right. So... So do you think that in, in attempting to leave, something happened to him and that's why he's... Because this, this doesn't seem to have happened to Locke and Echo, right? Locke right, doesn't right. seem to know the future. Echo doesn't seem to know the future. Although he's been, no. uncon- he's been unconscious, so we don't know anything about Echo right now. Echo uh, got the raw mm. end of the deal on this one. Yeah. He got fucking kidnapped by a bear. <laughs> yeah, either either it's because he tried to leave or it was already something that you know maybe one version of him left and a different one came back i don't know i don't okay. think you know the the concept of like there being 
different iterations of the same thing happening maybe isn't that crazy like that's definitely not crazy so it could just be that's a different desmond okay not that different but different enough that he knows right he he already knows what's gonna happen at least like you know 10 minutes into the future or something yeah yeah <laughs> yeah maybe that'll be the extent of it maybe uh he knew about Locke's speech and that was it and then he'll be kind of caught up with everybody else we'll see yeah i mean because obviously it, you know if he knew other bigger stuff he's certainly not doing anything with it right yeah i will tell you that we will learn a lot more <laughs> that's not one that we're gonna have to like sit on for a long time like good we're, we're going to explore it in this season we're going to be exploring it for a long time but we will start exploring it in this season okay don't you worry about that yeah it, it, but we're also like going to explore on... shit like nikki and palo it has to be that mm -hmm. yeah it, it like it, it depends on who's in what episode but between fuck benjamin linus man <laughs> i've broken myself <laughs> between ben and desmond they're like kind of competing for best character yes that's that's fair what, what about Locke? i still like Locke a lot mm -hmm. i don't know De i mean you're right you're, you're just De desmond is you are correct is, De ben and desmond De are the best <laughs> yeah you, you are correct Locke's still Locke's still top five yeah but he is like going through this humbling phase you know i i liked Locke a lot more when he was like shit king of fuck mountain <laughs> the island and all that stuff now he's just really sad now he's just really sad it's like come on Locke, be go back to being a zealot again please <laughs> Don't you worry, Marshall. Oh, I can, I... Don't you worry. not. You'll get your lock back. <laughs> he is already back on the path. He's already, he's, he's on his Paul Atreides jihad, mm, like, yeah. back again. Yeah. He's a special guy. He's a special guy. Ugh. Ugh. When I said, when I said that, I was like, is this like a swingers club? <laughs> not lock is a special guy. No, it's just that everybody there needs a daddy, including Locke. Oh. <laughs> yeah that's uh further instructions yeah that was a good one a I've... weird one but a good one a weirdy but a goodie i have fun facts for this one yes. yay first fun fact we get introduced to nikki and paolo mm -hmm. who are credited as like main cast for this season which is hilarious paolo i i don't i don't think i've ever seen nikki in anything else and i don't even know her name unfortunately uh i should have looked it up but paolo is played by rodrigo santoro who is a very attractive man <laughs> who <laughs> i primarily know him other than from lost i know him from westworld oh okay he was in 300 oh uh, something else that i saw but mostly i know him from westworld uh, is he the guy that leonidas's wife cheats on him with in 300 um i don't remember okay. he's the he's the like the bald guy with all the piercings and shit oh he's Xerxes? fucking xerxes yes yes god i couldn't remember oh holy oh, yeah. shit no wonder i didn't recognize him yes that's that's rodrigo centaur i i've only seen that movie like once but i knew that he no was wonder there. i didn't recognize him because they also altered his voice in the movie oh yeah 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 he's uh okay holy looks fuck. wildly different in that movie literally cast, all i remembered about him was that cast he's... a hispanic guy to play a persian <laughs> hey shh, it's fine it's fine it was uh 2006 wow that was the same 2006 huh well there you go he had to fit it in with his super important palo shit on lost <laughs> um speaking of nikki and palo uh, one of the fun facts that I have, and I actually watched this deleted scene. Usually, um, I will read like the synopses for the deleted scenes, but this one just sounded really stupid, so I had to look it up. 
instead of just being thrown in at the end of this episode, there's actually a deleted scene where earlier in the episode, Claire hears some noises coming from Jack's tent and walks in and finds Nikki and Paolo having sex in Jack's tent for some reason. Okay. And so this kind of reveals to you that, like, they are just survivors because Claire knows who they are. She's like, Nikki? Oh my god, what are you guys doing? So it's like, okay, these are, we just have to accept that these are just people who have been here yeah. <laughs> all along. These two really hot people who all of a sudden have names and lines in, the, <laughs> in season three. Anyway, yeah, so there's a whole last deleted scene where she walks in on them having sex, and it's very weird, and I'm glad it was deleted. Although it is funny because Paolo, as he's, like, storming away, frustrated, he like, says, God forbid somebody has sex on this island. <laughs> 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 so that that little uh, nugget of a deleted scene kind of gives you a hint as to what they're going to be like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what Nikki and Paolo are going to be this season. My other fun fact for you is that at the beginning of the episode, in the flashback where we see uh, Locke get pulled over and he has his firearms paperwork out, it shows that his birthday is 11-15-1946, which means that current day on the show, he's 58, huh. which is older than I would have thought. I would have guessed like 50, I guess. Yeah, I would have probably guessed maybe early 50s. It's not that far off, but it, it's hard to pin, pin down. Yeah, he definitely is. Because sometimes he looks super fucking old, and sometimes he doesn't. Yeah, whenever we find him weeping in the jungle, he seems a lot younger. <laughs> yeah, so he's 58. 58. That's what I got for you. Oh, no, it's not. Well, that's all I got for you with the fun facts. But okay. Taylor also reached out to me on Instagram, and he was laughing about the finale, how long we focused on the four-toed foot statue. <laughs> He said that it made him laugh and that he is longing to tell you just how long you'll have to wait oh, before God. learning about that statue. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, he's not allowed to, so you'll nope. you'll learn when you learn. So anyway, we went back and forth a little bit about some other stuff that I can't tell you, but yeah. The fucking statue. Thanks for reaching out, Taylor. And yes, I, I agree. Got, it's very funny. I got <laughs> I got mad about that statue all over again when I was editing that episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I think that's all I have for this one. The next episode is called Every Man for Himself. And for himself. What What do you think about it? Well, I haven't seen it. So... <laughs> <laughs> fair. That's fair. Um, uh, I mean, when I think of like lone wolves, I think of Sawyer or Saeed, maybe. I'm trying to think of what would make the most sense. Especially coming on the heels of Locke saying he's going to save everybody. Yeah. I don't really know... Who the flashbacks are gonna be i think it's gonna focus because we didn't see a single fucking thing from the chain gang this episode right yeah this one so sometimes we have multiple kind of plot lines in an episode and the flashbacks don't indicate like much about the plot but this one was a lock episode and it was like all lock all lock yeah i'm gonna say it's it's about the chain gang i'm not sure okay. who it's gonna be it's been the longest since we've had a sawyer episode yeah it's been a while since we've had a sawyer because we had a kate after we had a, another sawyer yeah this the last sawyer episode i think was the one where he took the guns right so that was a while ago that was like middle of season two do we have a kate so we had a kate episode after that uh probably okay uh yeah fuck it sawyer okay good guess i'm, I'm trying to verify <laughs> hold on <laughs> 
It's actually been slightly longer since we've had a Kate episode. Well, fuck. We can say Sawyer or Kate. How about that? Sawyer or Kate. All right. Being, being real lenient. <laughs> really fucking playing fast and I loose want you with to get the established rules that we have on this fucking show. Oh, God. Oh, man. Oh, another thing I wanted to point out just that I thought was interesting. Upon, upon reflection. Upon reflection? I, so I mentioned the first scene of this episode feels a lot like the pilot, the first moment of the pilot where Jack wakes up like in a daze. This is our first episode that's focusing back with the survivors on the beach, right? The right. first two episodes were on the other side of the island with the groups that are isolated right now. So it feels a lot like with with this uh, opening and then the ending of the episode being Locke giving a speech to the group. It feels like he is officially stepping into role as leader. Yeah. Which obviously, I mean, is obvious, but I wanted to point it out to you. They kind of framed it very similar to the very beginning of Jack's arc in season one. It definitely felt like this paradigm shift. Yeah. So I thought that was very well done and, and very cool. But yeah, that's... Uh... Season three, episode three. What was I gonna? Oh, sorry. Woo. Okay, we're hanging in there. Reach out to us on social media. Let me know if you're watching for the first time. I I don't. I, I always add the caveat if you're watching for the first time, but I don't think that anyone listening is watching for the first time. If you are, please tell me because that's very interesting. If you're rewatching or if you're watching for the first time, did you suffer from lock fatigue like apparently a lot of people did? <laughs> because I never did. I always thought he was super fascinating. Um, I did always think that the flashbacks in this episode were goofy, but I was never like disappointed by the fact that it took so long to learn about his injury. So just reach out and and let me know your thoughts. Because uh, from what I am seeing, there's a lot of people who were really pissed that we didn't know about <laughs> Locke yet at this point about his injury. So yeah, reach out to us on social media. And let me know your thoughts. We are on Twitter at Jungle of Mystery. We're on Instagram at Jungle of Mystery Pod. And we have a gmail is jungle mystery pod at gmail.com i think the only people i have had fatigue of of the show is like shannon and jack sometimes <laughs> that's fair i guess i love jack man i like jack but sometimes i'm just i whatever it, it's fine <laughs> it works but sometimes it's just like okay yeah we get it you're a sad boy <laughs> yeah that's fair you're a tragic hero yeah Hero man. Yeah, hero man. Hero man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can find us on Anchor, but they changed recently. Now it's called Spotify for Podcasters or something. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah, they rebranded. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if Anchor is like a discreet thing anymore. I hope it continues to be free. <laughs> no, it's still free. <laughs> no, that was my first thing when I saw Knock the page wood. change. <laughs> the page change. I was like, motherfuckers, if yeah. there's a subscription fee now. Exactly. No, 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 it's still free. <laughs> okay, cool. I mean, the most 80% of the audience listens on Spotify anyway, so. Yeah. So it's just more Spotify. Uh, Yeah, Spotify. It's on there. <laughs> Apple Podcasts is on there. Google Podcasts also. Stitcher also. Flawless. All right. Let's see how you wrap this episode up. <laughs> no, damn it. I should have said anything. <laughs> Fucking talk shit. <laughs> I'm throw rocks in a glass house, man. <laughs> uh, don't throw rocks in this shitty steam hut. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's uh, where you can find us on all the, the different things. Uh, reach out to us if you got any questions or comments. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's keep saying yeah until I figure out how to end the episode. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's see you fucking <laughs> fucking, sh fucking hit this from the three-point line. 
Ready? LeBron. Ready, Marshall? I'm about to do it. Ready? Yeah. <clears throat> Fuck. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, no. You know what? No. You're getting in your you're getting in your own head. No preamble at all. Here we go. Mm. Ow, fuck, I just hit my elbow. Oh my god, everything's a disaster. <laughs> you are I'm gesticulating wildly wreck. while I while I talk into my microphone where no one can see me. Great, awesome. Good good audio content. Here we go. Ready? Hmm. The the word you clear your throat. What does his accent sound like? I'll see you in another life, brother. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh. Jesus fucking Christ. It hurts. That was, it that hurts. was dookie. 